Welcome to No Starving Artist. I'm your host, Anissa Benitez. Today's episode is about building on our experience and not abandoning it. If you listened to last episode on mindful marketing, you might get a sense of how I'm working presently to integrate my marketing experience and share with you all creative coaching and marketing consulting. I would love to meet with you, book time with me. The link is in my show notes and on my website under services and in the social media bios that I have. What we resist persists, as they say, in the shadow work world, but also in every area of life. I never had an experience in my life that's not carried over to inform who I am going forward. I would assume the same is true for you. Despite some of us compartmentalizing our experiences, creating new chapter changes, and deciding that we're completely new people, all of the experiences that we go through shape us some way, and we might be conscious of the ways that it impacts us or not. A lot of our history still informs the new quote-unquote version of us. As artists, creative people, this is the case deeply. Our past creations will continue to inform our output of future work. We are always evolving. We're always on a journey. You can see this deeply within artists, musicians' discographies. You can see where they started and how it flowed and their subtleties of their past albums carrying into their present album and carrying into the next album and how it continues to evolve. But we don't always need to constantly announce that we're leaving behind the past version of ourselves, i.e. like these musicians don't need to claim that they're completely different artists every single album, but we do do recognize through their music and through life that they'll continue to change. It's more natural if they change. And it's more natural if we continue to recognize that we're changing. Our agenda for today is really more flow, thoughts and guidance that might help you around this topic. It's been coming up for me. And so it's definitely not the most hard-hitting episode, as in I don't have a ton of books and reference material to guide you to. But if you like this topic then you'll enjoy this train of thought. We'll start with building on your past experience and not abandoning it. Why we like to run from the past versions of ourselves and explore that a little more. And then also explore how to move forward on new paths. More specifically, how do we build skills and level up? If you've been enjoying this podcast, your rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever you're listening makes a difference. Without further ado, let's get into it. Building on our skills and not abandoning them. I remember this topic arose for me when I was talking to a friend who spoke about her mother growing up who was a painter and then abandoned the title of painter to do cleaning and services for people's homes and she no longer recognized herself as an artist and there were many ways that she could continue to integrate her artistic career into her life that she could find a way to combine the work that she did in upkeeping homes with her artistry it could have been something around beauty and design and interior design which she came to love personally in her own home And she looked back and thought of her mom and was disappointed by the fact that she completely dropped 
and denounced herself an artist and started this new journey, which was for practical reasons, for financial reasons, but really didn't identify with the past version of herself that she was career-wise and it didn't make sense because personally she continued to maintain a love of creativity in her home Um, and we all have past experiences that might be similar to this to some extent we all have past experiences that are useful whether we were waiting tables cooking for our families doing childcare. I think it's interesting how we're socialized to believe that once we've made a quote-unquote career shift or changed any job that we're in a new place altogether and that we are starting from a different position. That's been an obvious point of focus for me with my journey in marketing. Now I do marketing a little bit for myself in personal projects to support creatives like you all, sometimes for small businesses, sometimes for big brands. It doesn't make me any less of an artist and I'm not honoring it definitely now more than ever. The initial impulse was completely to completely abandon the past and fully rebrand and discard any past experiences and identifiers that I was working in marketing. I wonder if for you, you had some experience that you didn't think would be useful to the present you. Are there parts of yourselves that you have rejected, maybe title-wise, maybe quality-wise within yourself? What were the titles that you were recognized by in the past? And do you still identify with those now? We're all such multi-hyphenates and we don't always claim all the titles and experiences that we collect. An example of somebody really integrating their past with their present is maybe you used to cook and you found a way to bring cooking back into your creative expression. You might be making a YouTube channel, making creative meals. There's this aspect to life that is so fluid and we don't know when the past parts of ourselves are gonna greet the present parts of ourselves. And so it's almost like keeping an open door to these versions of ourselves that might show up and wanna be greeted again. And we have to decide, oh, do I want to open the door to this or do I not? For instance, this YouTuber, this hypothetical YouTuber who used to love cooking, cooking growing up, but they've been just doing like, let's say, beauty makeup tutorials on YouTube. They have a lot of resistance maybe when this whole piece of them shows up that says, hey, I don't want to participate in the beauty industry anymore. It doesn't align with who I am. I don't know what else I'm going to be able to do or share because I don't have any skills I'm not a makeup artist I don't really know how to build on what I'm presently working with and I also don't really want to do anything that's not on YouTube it's not just showing lifestyle stuff and then they do some inner reflection and they realize how much they used to love cooking and then they bring that back onto the YouTube channel making unexpected meals, being really creative, making meals that have no titles with recipes you can't look up anywhere. And they completely experiment in the kitchen and it brings them a sense of joy and playfulness. Imagine that, I like that hypothetical. Or this hypothetical of somebody who used to love calligraphy. And then they became a graphic designer as they grew up. 
how could they use this digital imagery to show old calligraphy and make TikTok videos that integrate this use of layering all this calligraphy of the past in a digital way that's dynamic and engaging and it inspires people, it educates people and entertains them. Those are the three key ingredients usually for social media content. Hence, I shared that with you all, Marketing 101, holler. I don't know what the case is for you, what past parts of yourself that you don't honor today, but I've just been doing the work of exploring what aspects I've buried, and hopefully this inspires you to think about that long list for yourself too. So why do we have an impulse to run away from our past? from the failures that we might have experienced. For instance, this person who was this hypothetical YouTuber and was cooking before, she didn't think that she was a professional chef. She maybe had no ambitions around sharing her food and cooking with the world. So she deemed herself kind of a failure chef, like there was nothing she wanted to build upon at the time there. And I think often for us, we don't, recognize the ways that we have left parts of ourselves behind and not like just felt the disappointment of kind of releasing those and putting ourselves down at that point in time you can have a love for something and just keep it around because you love it and not because you need to build on it not because it's useful why do we leave past past versions of ourselves and past experiences I think we have a tendency to do this, especially when we feel like we failed at something. Maybe there is a creative project that we didn't get external validation around. It wasn't deemed as a success to people. And so we regard it as failure and it might be very subtle, it might not be really pronounced the way that we do this, but it happens all the time. It happened for me, definitely. Um, and sometimes I don't give myself the space and time to feel disappointment. I very quickly move on. If I allow myself to feel disappointment, that's when the clarity comes. That's when I'm like, oh, I'm on the other side of this. And maybe rather than run from it, I can dig a little bit deeper and just honor the discomfort. So often people scrap things all together when they don't get the validation. And... Yeah, it's such a shame that we often rely on that external validation, especially as children. So a lot of the things that we used to enjoy growing up, eventually they start to peter-patter away. We don't feel good enough to continue doing those things. Once the pain and disappointment sweeps through the body, though, when we really let it pass through us and we really feel it, then we're free of it what the energy of disappointment does if we don't feel it is it really gets stuck in the body it really gets stuck in our definition of a self and us defining what our structure is and we start to think that we are these definitions when we're really just fluid and we're ever evolving and we're ever growing and we're ever changing which is a beautiful thing and the more that we can recognize that we're ever growing and we're ever changing the more that we're able to build skills and up-level on some of those things that we've just carried with us over time and 
maybe we didn't have interest on building with them building on them when we were younger or during this phase of life or that phase of life but eventually we might so an example of that in this youtuber hypothetical that i deeply enjoy is let's say that she when she was younger she wasn't validated around her cooking skills her parents tasted her meals and they thought they were disgusting maybe they were poorly seasoned we don't really know the full story but at some point she got validation externally that her cooking didn't need to be shared publicly it wasn't something to build upon and so later in life when she became this beauty youtuber she didn't think back about the cooking at all it really took some like let's say deep therapy or deep introspective time to even remember that that was a big point of joy for her Mm. and so what i love about this example is she took this initiative to look back and do the examination of the parts of herself that she loved and the aspects that she loved doing just for the purpose of doing them. She loved the journey of it just for the journey of it. And those are kind of the most valuable things for us to do for our soul. The things that aren't for the external, they're not for the validation, they're for the feeling. We're always chasing a feeling. We might not be conscious of it, but there's beauty in feeling the juiciness of something in the present moment of it. For instance, somebody might think, oh, I want to be really famous for being this top chef that person's unlikely to feel true joy in the present of cooking sometimes with that regard versus the person who's saying to themselves every day I want to wake up and I want to cook and I want to improve on my craft and I want to get better over time and that person's going to be likely in the game for the long term and probably famous eventually um, but more hugely they're gonna love every single present moment of their life like this is gonna be something that they get to juice joy out of every single day and that's the beauty of the creative journey you should do things because they feed your soul when we abandon these past experiences or jobs and things that we should have been okay to just build skill in or work on when they called to us yeah it's such a sad moment we can claim all of these titles and we can still feel like imposters is the truth of it i know when i first claimed the actor title i had a little bit of imposter syndrome around my dramatic acting training but i knew that the acting title was my calling that it suited me And so I started taking acting classes in dramatic acting because I'd mainly done improv and musical theater and it didn't feel relevant um, at this time for me. And so the more that I built up skills and felt more confident and felt good, the more I was able to also continue booking more work and really defining that and leveling up. And that's been very rewarding for me. I think that many of us have all of these skills that are available for us to build and it's a matter of picking choosing and I know that we often have so many time constraints and so many things pulling at our energy and attention but know that that's always in place there are things that you love presently surrounding you things that you love doing even if it's like reading a book you could be incredible at reading books every single week 
and then doing maybe like some write-ups on them that could be your thing there's so many opportunities to get creative with the practices that we already enjoy so many times I always think oh I need to pick up this new skill this new skill this new skill and I do love to diversify but I also think there's so much beauty in honoring things that we already know that we love approaching them in more creative ways building skills in them that's how we see this change over time from this consistent investment in a skill we can see the growth eventually and sometimes it's exponential when it comes to positioning things in marketing terms too there's always the story that we get to craft the narrative that we get to share to others around how this connects to that and you're the only person that needs to be pleased with that narrative it's interesting because we love the journey of somebody from you know tethered clothes and living on the streets to being a millionaire and we have this fascination in the u.s for the united states i'll speak with um, before and after with contrast but often we don't honor that contrast within our own lives like how we shift dramatically from one side to another side we don't really applaud that within our own lives but it's very standout and it's very beautiful so that's it for today's episode it was really about self-compassion in the ways that we continue to change and evolve in the ways that we don't need to abandon parts of ourselves and the ways that we need to honor all of the hobbies that we have all of the interests all the things that spark joy in our lives how we can level them up how we don't need to run from past failures how we just need to sit and feel them sometimes and be like okay that's what it was back at it so i hope you were entertained thank you for listening to today's episode if you found it valuable share it with somebody you can find me at anisa benitez on instagram and tiktok so grateful to be along this creative journey with you understanding ourselves a little more at a yeah day by day a little more and a little less honestly to be completely transparent but all all things aside yeah it's been good and i appreciate you